I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this sad day. Here in the United States of America, I say sad day because when the president is impeached, which happens so rarely in American history, when a president is impeached, it's because something unfortunate has taken place. And unfortunate is absolutely an understatement. And it's unfortunate uh, for anyone, regardless of your position of politics, regardless of who you feel is at fault, regardless of whether or not you think the impeachment was appropriate. It means that the regular order of governing, of legislating, has been disrupted. That those elected members of Congress that you and I have sent off to Washington, D.C. to work on our behalf, that they are instead engaged in this punitive action. My hope only is that as we move deeper into this new year, that we can return swiftly to the people's work the work that we sent members of Congress to Washington to do, and that this unfortunate chapter uh, can quickly be behind us as we turn the page. Uh, Joining me now to get a firsthand uh, view, a firsthand account of exactly what has transpired today on the floor of the House of Representatives is a representative himself, one of Utah's newest representatives, Blake Moore, uh, replaced Congressman Rob Bishop and is currently representing Utah's first congressional district. Uh, Congressman, welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks, Lee. Um, It's been a long week. I think that's probably an understatement. This is your first week as a member of Congress. You have, or you're into your second week, rather, and in this short time since uh, you took office, you have experienced things and witnessed things that many members of Congress have gone 10, 20, even 30 years without even uh, considering. You were in the building when it came under siege. You have now participated in a a vote to impeach the president. Uh, Let me first ask you how that all strikes you. And then second, uh, to the matter at hand, how did you vote and why today? Thanks. Yeah, uh, it's going to take a while to to take it all in. Um, Everything came so quickly, uh, dating back to, you know, just last Sunday when we sworn in, there was already an immediate burden um, of the pending Wednesday vote last week. And, and when the announcement of the impeachment trial, there was that, that, that same piece, it's, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's been a big burden. There's been plenty of, um, anxiety and and just trying to understand how to sift through it all. Um, with respect to your question, I, I, I voted not to impeach. Um, and, uh, I, I learned a lot about myself, um, quickly in this role and, and and I put it and I put it in a statement, and we've got a statement out that will be released. Just in, um, you know, I, I just want to be objective. Um, you can get very emotional with this, and I just I think it's my duty to remain as objective as possible. I like like you said, you know, I. Uh, <sighs> 
last Wednesday, I, you know, th- there was moments, and I, I don't even really care about. I mean, there was a moment where we, you know, there was some some question of my wife and kids' safety, even though it was a, an abundance of caution. There, there was a moment of that, like I've, I've lived through this, and this could easily, easily become an emotional decision. And I, I just care that my that my voters know, and the first district knows that I will maintain objectivity. I believe that objectivity ruled my decision making last week. Um, where I voted against the majority of my party, um, not to strip the electoral vote. Uh, you know, that's a high bar for me. Impeachment is equally a high bar, and I'm worried about the precedent that we set last week, and I'm worried about the precedent that we set this week. And that's not partisan because there's claims to either side there. Like, I, I was able to give a brief one minute, I didn't get much time one-minute speech on the House floor today, and I got halfway through the speech when I just kind of stopped and said, look, like sitting and listening to this debate, we are, we are on a race to the bottom. A tragedy doesn't seem to bring us together anymore. Um, and uh, like it did in 9-11. It doesn't anymore. And, I, and, and that was the part that I mentioned. And, and <laughs> you, you, your, your career has taken you around the world. You have firsthand... Uh, been a witness to much division and strife as uh, governments have struggled to maintain order. Do do you think we can emerge united somehow on the other side of this? That was my commitment in my speech. I'm willing to to be that pragmatic, objective voice to to come out of this and be willing to to take in all sides and all input, Um, call out double standards where they exist, and and just be just be a part of moving forward because if if we don't again, I, I I think I coined it best when I said we're on a race to the bottom and it's sure. just this constant back and forth, and and I want to be a part of the uh, part of the solution. You uh, you voted against impeachment today. Uh, you voted to certify the counting or to agree to the counting of the votes last week. Uh, you are also involved in another legislative effort. You along with another representative. From Utah, John Curtis and a handful of other legislators uh, around the the country, a relatively small group uh, who has introduced a piece of legislation, a resolution specifically to censure the president. That uh, is a punitive measure. It is a declaration of condemnation, uh, which is shy of impeachment. Uh, Why is this throughout your taking? Because when that resolution and I'm learning the process as I go, um, and I respect uh, Leader McCarthy as he, as, as leadership, and, and you know, Liz Cheney voted to impeach, and and our whip and the leader voted um, differently than that. And I really respect the way that they laid out. Look, there's a lot here, folks, especially for you freshmen. There's a lot to take in. We understand where everybody's going to lie. And they, they they talked about censure as an option and being a part of a bipartisan commission to investigate and, and, you know, look at this in a sort of post-mortem way. I signed up for both of those options, right? And when I saw that censure written, I believed in those words. I, 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 um, I don't know what ultimate consequences it, it has, um, but, but reading it, um, I at least I wanted to have my name associated with that because, um, you know, I believed in it and the individual that wrote it, somebody that I have a ton of respect for and I, and I, and I trust his judgment uh, 
as, as we say, the gentleman from New York, <laughs> which I'm learning to say more often, sure. <laughs> uh, is Tom Reed. And uh, there's just I, I've learned there's a lot of amazing people serving our country. We, we need to do better. 100%. Uh, how can we help? What advice would you give to constituents or what requests would you make as we look to come back together? Um, I just, uh, to me, I found solace in what I talk about being objective, not being motivated by all the different news sources and angles out there. It's, I, I'm in conversations where it's, 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 there's so much echo chamber going on and, and it's, it's not for the good of our country. It is for it is designed to help us divide to, to divide us, and 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 we have to be able to step above that and rise above it. And that's what I ask to do is if we're if we can't rise above the rhetoric, um, then we will continue to be on a race to the bottom because it, things continually go in that direction. Congressman Blake Moore represents Utah's first congressional district. I thank you for the time you've shared with us here. I thank you for sharing your emotions and for the work that you're doing in Congress. Let's speak again soon. Thank you. All righty. That's going to do it for today's episode, an episode in which we have announced now for the second time this year the impeachment of the President of the United States of America. Coverage will continue here on KSL News Radio. The big question next is what will the Senate do? When will Speaker Pelosi transmit the article to the Senate? And when will it commit its obligated work? That's all ahead. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.